And we're live again, the Matt and Sixto. It's not what it's called. The Matt and Sixto show. It's not what it's called at all. Two friends in a movie. Yeah, with Sixto and Matt. With Matt and Sixto. <laughs> That's the way it's got to be. Welcome, as we crinkle paper, to a special, special edition to the two friends in a movie. I think you're all imaginary. I think you're... Yeah, we're all modulated. There you go. We got a new mixing board and some new microphones. Yes, yeah, son. We've updated our equipment here, so yeah. we're still learning how to use it. Yeah, bitch. Uh, but anything that's wrong here can be fixed in post. They look, they look sexy. Look, these two microphones look like two big, big black dicks. I split their silver. Uh, yeah, man, it's been a while. It's, it's been a minute. I'm glad to sit down and see your face. Well, that's the least of my favorite things. It's his, it was his one and only Christmas presents. Yeah. His wish was to see my face yeah, again. Santa, Santa, can you please, can I see, please? So I said, no, not on Christmas, <laughs> but maybe the day after. Yeah, uh, kind of like that. It's kind of how it went. So here we are, a new episode with a special edition where we feel... you ender, man. We feel that our taste is superior to most and that you guys would want to hear what we feel are the top 10 all-time movies but when we say top 10 we really mean top 20 because i have 10 and sixty has 10 so this is going to be a two-potter well also gear ender looking at uh by the way the hardest thing we have to do because it became Top ten movies for me, right? For you, it's not it's not necessarily like top ten movies ever made because there's nope. like you know like Citizen Kane and bullshit like that. That's bullshit. Um, although I like that movie, but it's not about that. It's about our favorites for all time. I think, which was a top ass list. Yeah, we got we got two lists. We also got some bonus stuff for the end of each show. This is like a. Uh, a Saved by the Pell episode where Jesse took the pills. It's going to be a two-parter. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned and get to the edge of your seats. That's the only part you're going to need. Before we start with the cool, let's start with the sad. Start with the sad. Yeah, I just I wanted to uh, say really quickly, we lost a really good friend of ours. Uh, a, a colleague. A colleague. Because uh, my friend. Together. And a good friend, uh, Mary, Mary Lee. And... Uh, we miss her very much, and we wanted, I wanted to, and I think we both wanted to dedicate the show to her, because we're going to miss her a ton. And she was a big supporter of anything stupid that I did. Yep, whatever <laughs> we did, as long as it, it was positive and we were trying to do something, she was behind. She might have yelled at us because it's stupid I was, <laughs> but she definitely was a listener, so I guess, yeah. we're down to two again. Right, so uh, miss you, Mary, we love you, and uh, we know you're in a better place, and uh, all with the movie list. Who's going to start? Let well, you go start. Since we have two experts here, and I know my list will be far superior than his, we'll start, we'll start with his. We start. So we're doing 10 to numbers, from number 10 to number 6, right? Number 10, 10 to 6. Um, and just a little background, I feel that after looking over Sixto's list, who didn't get to look over my list, that our tastes are different, and you will see it in these next few lists. Well, I know that our tastes are different in that I fucking love Star Wars because it's a good movie, and we talk a lot of shit about it. So, I already know. So, on with the list. <laughs> so, Num- number 10, Number 10 for me is a movie from uh, 1990. 
<clears throat> I didn't get dates and I didn't know we had to do that. Me neither. I, I'm kind of, I'm trying to guess because I don't remember where I was, who I was fucking when this movie came out. I can IMBD it. And IMBD it or IMDB it? Either one would, be, would work. You just say the movie and uh, I'll do the research. Uh, it's a movie uh, cool enough that uh, it was kind of a remake of, uh, it was kind of a remake of uh, Gunshot at the OK Corral. The gunshot at the OK Corral. And it became uh, kind of the same blood of movie, but modernized. It's called Tombstone. Tombstone. By yeah. the way, also spawned the movie Quieter. That's 93, by the way. 93, 93. was Tombstone. Yeah, I thought it was 92. Um, and uh, I fucking love this movie. Tell I us love, tell us why. Give us a brief I, synopsis of yeah, why you love it so much. Yeah, it's a movie about, obviously, the, the, the true story of the happenings of Tombstone when uh, Wyatt Earp and his brothers and uh, John Henry Holiday had a fight with uh, the uh, other assholes from the Cowboys. You're doing a great job with this. Yeah, the Cowboys are all assholes in football, in, in, in everything. They're just assholes. And, uh, and uh, um, it's... Pretty much the lead up from when Earth moved to Tombstone, to the fight, to the deaths that happened uh, to his family members and the other people's family members, to, you know, the, the reckoning that came afterwards. The reckoning. The reckoning. And hell's coming with me. It's a great fucking movie. It has great lines. Superb acting from uh, Val Kilmer as Doc Holliday. An epic tale. Epic tale. Which is based on a true story. You can get more epic than that. You can't. And, uh, it's an awesome movie. Have you seen it? I have seen it. Not in a very long time, but I've seen it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And Didn't you make your testosterone grow just by looking at it? I guess so. It did. I'm telling you, we did. Uh, maybe a little bit. <laughs> maybe a little bit. A little bit. What's your number 10, Matt? Number 10. Now, I had struggled on which numbers should go where because the list is just... It's very sporadic. I think so. But also, then you think top ten, only like the top three are the most important because you love the most. And everything below is kind of like, well, these are top five, but kind of like mixed. Yeah. And these are the bottom five and maybe kind of mixed. I don't think this is so organized like that. Yeah. I have mostly comedies and silly movies on my list because that's just what I enjoy the most. But my first movie, number ten, is Neither. Um, I picked Remember the Titans. Um... Well, I think the only Disney movie that I have anywhere near my top ten, um, Denzel Washington um, was the star of it. It was the tale of the, also a true story, um, when the blacks and whites got segregated in a school and they had to play football together to overcome all the, all the racism and all the stuff that some players went with their program and some people didn't want it and parents didn't like some of the black kids and some of the black kids got threats, and some of the white kids thought they were better than them. So it was a lot of uh, growing and um, learning how to put the two races together back when this stuff was happening. So it's a nice part of uh, American history that you get to see, you know, in film form. And it's, it takes the giant scale of racism and knocks it down to this one little school um, to basically represent the entire country, what was going on at that time. Um, it's an emotional movie, there's, there's some people die in it, some people are, you know, uh, heroes, some are villains, but I think all in all, it was a really good movie, and it kept your attention the entire time, and every time I see it on TV, I always stop and watch it, so well, that's how it made the list. Once again, my number 10 is better than your number 10, so I'm winning. I don't think so. Yeah. I, 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 I think you were like, 
No. That, that's what it is, because I have to put this epic movie where, where I'm just more deep than you. Yeah, sure. I'm deep. Uh, I'm just saying to himself, deep. 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 All right, all right. Uh, Moving right on to the list, number nine. Coming at number nine. At Sixto's fantastic list. It's a, it's a comedy, speaking of comedies, that... Uh, we were speaking about. <clears throat> that uh, I think anybody and everybody that has seen it loves it. Loves it? Yeah, and it's uh, Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Uh, Mel Brooks. Spaceballs. A lot of people say his last, his last good movie. A lot of people say, I don't think that's true. Um, I just, I love that movie. I love science fiction a lot, and to see it in comedy I like it a form, lot. yeah, and to see Star Wars and a comedy of Star Wars that actually works on its own. Like one of the first true like parodies too, like yeah, the first like blockbuster and, parody of a movie. And what a great fucking! I mean, come on, everybody, my cell phone is called Mister Cell because of Spaceballs, and everything that I own that is electronic is called Mister Something because of Spaceballs. So you obviously, I obviously had a mark in my life. Um, it's a great movie, but I can go a couple of years without watching it. I mean, that's not true. But it, it, it's true. But every time I see it, I always, it doesn't matter what part it's on. And it's so quotable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a million quotes. That come from, and everybody knows it. It's one of those movies where if, you, if the opportunity arises and you can quote the movie, everybody knows what you're talking about. Absolutely. Uh, love that movie, by the way. I mean, against the popularity, too. I love the science fiction uh, uh, aspect of it. And I love the... Uh, aspect. Aspect. More as than pet. But, mm-hmm. you know, I still love it. He loves it. Yeah, what's, what's that, your number nine? That we're flying right through this list. Number... Yeah, we should slow down. Maybe we should talk about, about it a little more. Yeah. Well, talk a little bit about Spaceballs. In 86, when this movie came out... I'm kidding. I don't know when it came out. Yeah. Uh-huh. We have to find a movie we disagree with. Because uh, so far, it's been, it's been pretty even. We both love <laughs> Spaceballs. But, you can't really argue with Tombstone. Do you really have to disagree, though? I uh, mean, you could agree with me because I'm always right, and then we save ourselves the trouble of having, like, a 12-hour What are we going to talk about if we both agree? Like, I love it. Like, yeah, I love it, too. Yeah, exactly. How much you love Star Wars Episode Seven? How much you like Spaceballs? I do not like Star Wars Episode Seven. <laughs> well, anyways, I digress. The, He's the, digressing. The point about Spaceballs is not only did it make it really cool um, parody of a movie, the jokes in that movie are great jokes. One of my favorite gags ever in any movie is when, any movie ever, any. is uh, ever. when they're coming after them, trying to shoot them, and then they finally catch them, and they all turn around, and it's all of the stunt doubles. <laughs> <laughs> a guy with like a giant mustache. For, That's for, a good one. And I, it just, it's just, it's a lot of it that just, it, that movie always makes me it's, feel good. It's very memorable. I yeah. do enjoy saying, we ain't found shit every chance I, I get. <laughs> it's one of those lines that everybody... There's people... My niece knows that line. She's never seen this fucking movie. Yeah, it's just a great line. Yeah, it's the whole movie. The whole movie is great lines. Yeah. So my number nine is also a parody, which I struggled with because it's not really a great movie, but it's a movie that I love to watch and a movie that I quote often and... Whenever I can is Austin Powers. Oh, um, international man of mystery. The whole series is great, but I'm, I'm gonna focus on the first one because that's what started the whole thing. But I think the whole series is great. Um, I know when the first came out, it was like a real bomb, and no one watched it. It didn't really become popular until it went on DVD, um, which is not a thing anymore. But back yeah. then, it was a thing. 
Um, and it blew up, and Austin Powers, I mean, talk about quotes, I can quote Austin Powers to the time, to the cows come home. Um, and it had surprises in it, like, you didn't think, like, Austin Powers was going to be, like, Myers was going to be Austin Powers and Dr. Evil. Yeah, yeah. And the, the silliness of the entire thing is just, like, it comes to the point where it's so silly where it starts to become, like, sort of believable. Like, <laughs> like of course that character would do that. Um, so I, I always loved Austin Powers. All the uh, surrounding characters too are so great. Froud is perfect. Jeff uh, Green as a uh, uh, Seth, Seth Green, Green sorry, as a as a as his son. As his son and uh, hilarious. Will Ferrell's in it as the Mustafa. Mustafa. <laughs> um, even though the, they had the, the girls in it, uh, the mimic the Bond girls. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But every one of those movies. But you're right. The first one, I, I used to work at a comic book shop when the movie came out, and my boss was this Russian dude. That, you know, like, you didn't think that even, like, I don't know, I, I never thought that he even went to the movies. That guy was, like, really a businessman kind of thing, um, which is kind of weird working in a comic book shop. But every time, every time I used to go to the bathroom and come back out, we used to go, go back in the back alley, go to the bathroom and come all the way back. Every time I went, it didn't matter how long I was because I never, I didn't, I, you know, poop. He's I got, poop he takes home. time. I only poop at home. And, uh, Interesting. <laughs> and, uh, He'd come out and be like, damn it, boy, what did you eat? <laughs> when he goes to the bathroom yeah. and puts the lucky charm guy in the, in the toilet. toilet. Um, so, you know, like, it's also a super massively portable movie. It's also a great, funny, lots of fun movie. Yeah, and it doesn't just, the whole thing flows. It's never, like, a real down part. And every time, like, you can go to the whole movie and find a, a really good spot. And, like, when he's, uh... I can't, and the only problem with, I think, Austin Powers is, is that the three movies seem to, like, blend together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you never know, like, when you think back of it, like, what part was in what movie. Yeah. I only think that what marks a big difference is Mini-Me. And I know Mini-Me is in the second one for yeah. the first time. <clears throat> so until Mini-Me comes up, I know, like, if I remember a joke, if Mini-Me is not part of the plot that follows that joke, I'm like, oh, wait, no. <laughs> and Mini-Me, what a great character Mini-Me was, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I feel like it was it was really genius, like, how silly it is. It, it's, the whole concept was uh, really good, and it was one of the the few parodies that really uh, evolved to, like, blockbusters. Absolutely, and I also feel that, like the original Casino Royale, which was actually a comedy, uh, it's the first fun movie ever made, too. It's a comedy mm. with, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, I don't know who was in it. Uh, Long time the, the ago. Jewish guy that makes all the comedies. Mm -hmm. He's super famous. I don't know. Help me out. I don't know who you're talking on. about. New York guy. Uh, Woody Allen? Woody Allen. Woody Allen was in it. And he actually, I don't know if he got the rights for something like that, but that movie was meant to be a parody of James Bond. I think Austin Powers was just a comedy that happened to have spy shit in it. Yeah, it was actually written as a comedy. Right, 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 right. So, I mean, even though there's things like very James Bondish in it, it's not necessarily, you know, I mean, I guess I'm wrong. Yeah, it's a parody. It's a James, James Bond parody. Sorry, I'm wrong. He went off on a, on a tangent there that didn't really make any sense. But we're right. back. We're back. We're, we're back. back on track. Right. And Let's speaking of back on track, let's go to 604, number eight. Uh, my number eight is a movie that a lot of people... I don't think I've ever seen, um, but it's a movie that got a really bad rep because of the movie that, that was his predecessor, and it's the movie Jackie Brown. From, Jackie uh, Brown! From uh, Mr. Tarantino. And uh, goddamn do I love that movie, dude. 
Really? Jackie Brown makes your, your top 10 all time? Jackie Brown makes my top 10 all time. I don't think time. I've ever seen Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown. Well, see, because you ain't got no good taste, brother. I don't, I don't think I know that one. I know of it, but I don't think I've, well, I've Jackie, seen it. Jackie Brown, basically. Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown. It's a movie about people that have made bad choices through their lives. And now they're at the end of their rope. Oh, so that's why you like it. Uh, it, it they, they really at a point in their lives where they got to figure out what the big score is going to be before they, it's too late to keep working or, you know, they're tired of being a fucking worker and they want to have a life that if you would have done every right step, you really would have had not to worry about it, but you would have had a pension or something like that. And these people are really criminals looking at their retirement and trying to figure out how to do it right. It is amazing. And the book that it's based on, which I have never read, is also amazing. You've never read it. No, <laughs> but it's also an amazing book. But this movie is really, uh, when that movie came out, I remember Tarantino having a whole uh, interview where he was talking about, this is a movie I would have made when I'm 50 or 60, and people are waiting for you to do it when you're at the end of your book, because it's, very, it's a very strong expression of that. But instead, he made it as his second movie, and it was... Jackie Brown! Incredible. Well, it was his third movie, actually. I'm sorry. Because he had the Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir. And then... <laughs> Reservoir and, Dogs. And then... And I think he suffered from people thinking that it should have been Pulp Fiction Part 2. And... Uh, it he, did star Samuel Jackson. It did star... Uh, it, it was a Tarantino movie. They just wanted the same kind of brand of movie. And they got a movie that's actually deep. And less action-driven. And, you know, Such I don't know... Uh, I feel that it was, it, it's, it's, it's in my top 10 for a reason. Top 10 for a reason. Jack Brown! Jack Brown! Jack Brown. Got a, we got a surprise pick here, rather. I had a six dose sensational picks. <laughs> Jack Brown. Where are you at with your number? Number eight, eight on my list. I have a Tarantino movie on it, but it's not number eight, so we'll, we'll go back to that later. Number eight to me is a cult classic that we just taught six dose on our last episode, what that means. <laughs> well, you don't chop your head off we're, you not, we're not taking Kool-Aid and dying because <laughs> of the movie okay. we're all just going to get together and talk about it to a small group of people um, I think it's the only movie on my list that came out in the 80s oh no there's a couple um, UHF oh, which is a very unknown <laughs> movie from way back when it stars the great and talented Weird Al Yankovic yeah, it has Michael Richards in it. Yeah. It has um, a lot of stars that came stars later. Not giant stars, but uh, I think Fran Drescher was in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, a couple other people were in it. Um, um, oh, shit. I'm trying to remember faces in it now. But, but that blonde girl that was in a bunch of movies back then was in it. Um, the older guy. I forget his name as well. But UHF is uh, UHF is a movie. Sorry, I lost my train of thought for a second. UHF, a lot of people don't know, even when I was a kid, I didn't really understand what UHF meant. Um, but back in the day, apparently, there was VHS and UHF were two ways to watch television. Yeah, and Weird Al inherited a UHF station. Um, it's like a public access station, so to speak. And he put all these uh, crazy shows on that was from his imagination. Um, like he had Conan, The Librarian, and he had... Uh, Name that fish and what's in the box and there's just a lot of silliness and a lot of a lot of all out of the box, over the wall type of uh, humor. 
where uh, Michael Richard is a janitor who has this charisma where he attracts fans and he gets fired from the big network down the block and comes works for uh, Weird Al and they're a hit and then they're stealing ratings from the big network down the block and they try to shut them down, this whole big thing. But it's a great, great comedy. It makes fun of a lot of 80s comedies. Um, so if you watch any 80 movies, um, this really pokes fun at most of them. He does a Rainbow skit, he does a Conan skit. Um, he does a, a Karate Kid skit, so there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. Um, it's a cult movie. Didn't really, you know, make any box office bang, but to me, it's one of the best movies. And he created, he created, I think he created there. kind of like a like a spirit of making movies. Uh, I know that I talked about like a, a movie like Clerks before that. Yeah. Kind of created this this kind it's of very air. yeah, like the kind of air of how to make movies. I think this movie really made a a, a big uh, I don't know it made an impression on people that made him want to do movies the kind of the same way in a sense. And I, I feel like it was one of the first low budget movies. Yeah, right. That right. became something. Absolutely. Um, I mean, not te Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which cost like a dollar, mm -hmm. but you know, but it was it was up there weird. Yeah, it was pretty low budget, and mm -hmm. Weird Al wasn't really known for much. Besides, you know, fat and eat it, so it made him more of a, a, a star where he was doing television and right. movies. Right. And I'm a big Weird Al fan. I think what he does is amazing work. Amazing? And I still listen to him to this day. Well, everybody listens to Weird Al, but amazing? To this, amazing. Okay. He's the only guy I could do it. It's, he takes a simple thing where he just changes the words to popular songs. And he still sells out arenas and no one else does it. I don't know how he gets away with it and he's the only one who could do it. But, and he doesn't really, he's not, the lyrics he's changing it to aren't these, he just rhymes a different word. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's not doing anything that's, you know, intellectually amazing, but. I mean, and everybody kind of does that, no? Didn't you do that as a kid? Yeah, I did it as a kid and I was like, but Weird Al's making money off it. Oh, okay. It's fucked up. Is Fuck you, Weird Al. Now, now I'm all upset. <laughs> I could have been so living the life. Hero. I could have been living the life. If it wasn't for Weird Al, you would have been the first guy to do it? I should have followed in his footsteps. I guess I should be hating myself. Yeah, Sorry, Weird Al. I should have. I should have did more. <laughs> Plus, fuck you. Weird Al is amazing. And super fun. Yeah, but we're not Weird Al. Oh. Now, now I'm all depressed. Oh. Alright, go yeah. on with your list while I sit here and sulk. <laughs> well... The next movie on my list... Number seven? Uh, we up to number seven? We're at number uh, seven. Uh, For those keeping track at home. It's a movie that I actually tend uh, to not admit that I love because it's kind of weird that I love it. But it's A Nightmare Before Christmas. A Nightmare Before Christmas. Now, uh, you know, <laughs> it's... It's a weird fucking movie. It is out there. And I don't think that that movie, even though I saw it and I was in my early teenage years, I think that's really who that movie is meant for. I don't think it's meant for little kids. It's made for Sixto in his early teenage years? I think so. And my sister, who loves it too. It's, it's our favorite movie together, man. We go to the movies every year and we watch it. Is she older or younger than She's you? She's exactly a year older than me. Was born on the, uh, I was born on her first birthday. She's, she's five toe. No, she's not five. She's <laughs> that, older. That was a bad joke. <laughs> well, she's older, so she was the first one. She's five toe, and then you're six toe. Whatever. And then, like, if you had a younger brother, you'd be seven toe. Stop. Um, uh, <laughs> a Nightmare Before Christmas, number one, even though I grew up 
always watching stop animation and being really like in love with that art of it. Um, the certain look of it, like when I watched uh, Clash of the Titans and stuff like that as a kid, I felt like, oh man, that shit looks cool. Oh man. Or even Star Wars, when you saw like the stop animation stuff, it just looked cool, but it, it just, there's a certain thing about it that just looks like stop animation. You know, it, it has a feel, because obviously it's what it is. It is. Um, it is. This movie is so smooth and so incredible that you kind of can't believe that it's stop animation at the time. Um, in 93, when the movie came out, I, I just feel that it had such such an impact uh, on how it was, uh, this one, this one, yeah, such an impact on, uh, on uh, everyone that saw it. I think that it had a, a, a very good, uh, it created a very good following for it, and I think it's just, it's an amazing movie, the music is amazing, it's just creepy to like it, because it's, it's like, creepy. It's, it's like a Beetlejuice thing, I don't know, and there's so many... I find like I don't know because if it was because I was a teenager and I was hitting my my sexuality in some sense that So this it, movie came out in nineteen seventy? No, it came out in ninety three. It it had a That's an old old person joke. So such sexual undertones, I think, between Jack and Sally. I don't know, man, and the fact that she was like break apart and saw herself together. It's just something creepily sexy about I think I should stop talking. And we learn something new about <laughs> six, though. It's just, it's just, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not saying that I jerk off to it. All I'm saying is that... He <laughs> likes to be punished. <laughs> no. And oh. sewn back together. Yeah, yeah, no. It, but but there, there's something about it that is, it's just creepily sexy and creepily interesting about every character in it. It was before the internet, so that's before yeah, right. every So then you didn't really have. I had to. I had to use comments. Yeah, had to like use that. what you can use. <laughs> Pictures, yeah. His imagination. Um, yeah, man, and I, I just I feel that uh, it's it's eats eats. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, uh, that just came out. <laughs> it's um, I don't know, man. It's just it's such a joy to watch, and I always watch it all of the time. And he always has a giant smile because. The pure joys, joy he's feeling at that moment. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. joyous. It's joyous. Mm, oh, whatever it is. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Moving on. Sorry. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I'm being too mean to six though. Whatever. Number seven on Matt's magnificent movie madness is. Yeah, I should have numbered these because they're all they're all pretty good. But I think for number seven, since we're coming off two comedies, we're going to go a little more serious. And we're going to go to, it was a documentary. Um, it's the only documentary on my list. Um, the Howard Stern documentary, Private Parts. Um, that's, that, a, that's a movie, dude. It's a movie, but it's a documentary. It's a, it's a autobiopic. Autobiography. It's not a fucking documentary. He didn't take a camera and walk around no, but it's following a, people. He had a... The, the first it's a dramatization of his The first thing in that movie life. has a chick's tits growing beyond her head and to get explode. Yeah. I don't think that's... A, I don't think that really happened. Okay, I guess it's... <laughs> but it's not a movie because it's... I don't know. It's based on a true it's, story. It's, well, I guess, but, it, but so was fucking... Uh, uh, Tombstone. I guess it's, it's a biopic. I guess yeah, that's the best know. way to call it. A biopic. Right, right. Um, anyway, but it was it was done by him, so it's an auto biopic. I don't know. Anyway, it was uh, it's it's a. Uh, <laughs> Snapping out the fact that 
documentary. It's kind of like a documentary. Oh, you had is big bombing. Just fucking <laughs> running a radio station. Oh, your money has never worked. <laughs> <laughs> he has it. It's, 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 it's a dramatization of a. It's based on his book. Yeah. His autobiography. Mm-hmm. Anyways, <laughs> moving past the uh, terminology and into the movie. Yes. Um, it's uh, Howard Stern's story. I'm sure if you listen to this, you know who Howard Stern is. Um, it's his story from how he came up as a little kid with his, uh, the way his family was to where he lived to his rough start as a radio host and went from town to town until he was finally famous and found a niche. Um, to me, it was just uh, a very inspiring story of a, a boy who wasn't meant to do anything special, who wouldn't take pretty much no for an answer. and did what he wanted to do, and every step of the way, he was told, no, 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 don't do it, and uh, he just kept going, and now he has more money than anyone can count. Uh, I like to call it extra money. He has (laughs) extra money because he has more money than he can use. Well, um, I I, I will say that uh, I love that movie. I don't know that it's top 10 material, but it is a... it was at a point when Howard Stern was still on public radio where you could hear him and laugh your ass off listening to Howard Stern or watching his TV show on Channel 55 in New York. I just think it was the story of what he, he had to overcome and to see and how he got... Well, because I didn't know him as a kid, obviously, because he did this stuff when I was way too young to listen to Howard Stern. So I only knew Howard Stern as a famous radio DJ. So to learn the backstory of my mother and father were big Howard Stern fans, so I grew up listening to him, not knowing exactly, you know, how it is. And for someone in a similar spot where I wasn't always told that you could be this great thing to kind of, not that this is my dream job, but to kind of follow and work hard and do what you got to do to get where you want to go, it's a, it's a feel-good, inspiring story, and I was trying to... To diversify my list a bit, because if it was just been my top ten movies ever, it probably just would have been ten comedies. Well, there's nothing wrong so, with that. Only, only I will judge you. But I wanted to, I wanted a little to diversify my bonds. No, man. You so, uh, but it's, it's, it's a movie when it's on, I always like watching, so that's kind of how I base my list on. If, if I see it on regular TV or on a uh, movie channel, would I stop and watch it? And if I would pass through it, then didn't make the list. But if I would stop and watch it, it made the list. Yeah. So the Howard Stern biopic documentary uh, <laughs> based on true events have made my top ten list. And that's my number seven. And rounding out the top five for six, though, is his number six pick, which is... Uh, it's a movie about two angels. Two Angels, Me and Sixto. Well, yeah, well, prettier. It's, it's our documentary starring Paul Giamatti. He's <laughs> prettier angels than us, uh, being that it's Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. That have been casted into into Earth for being for misbehaving and attacking God when Lucifer had his, uh, his big fight against God. And it's a movie that... Uh, looks at Catholic religion and looks at all of the 
the hypocrisy. Is that a word, hypocrisy? Hypocrisy. Yes. It's a hypocrisy. That, that, um, that the Catholic Church uh, really thrives on and really makes you want to feel like, oh, man, you know, because Jesus Christ was a white man because the, the Romans painted him like a soul in, in the fucking in the in great the, Renaissance. But, the Renaissance. But not a Jewish man from fucking Iraq. But, you know, I digress. He's digressing. Uh, uh, the movie that I'm talking about is uh, Dogma. Dogma. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith's Dogma is a movie that I absolutely love. And even though it's probably not his best movie by a long shot. A long shot. Either, or maybe not a long shot, but some shot. You know? Yeah, it's, 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 it's a shot away. The distance is unknown. Yeah, right. Uh, it's... I fucking love this movie, dude. Everything about it, from the from the moment he starts going with the kids beating their old man, I start laughing, dude. And the fact that right before the movie, he has this whole spiel about, like, you know, God has a sense of humor. If not, look at a platypus. And he's like, well, if I offended any platypus <laughs> <laughs> fanatics out there, I'm sorry. Just look at the movie and enjoy it. It's It's just, it's a great movie, dude. And there is no time that I have seen that movie that it hasn't put me in a good mood and I haven't laughed my ass off. Not once. And it's well written. It's, it's well cast. Oh, man. Chris Rock is fucking perfect. In yeah. It. It's not a bad thing Chris Rock does. So No. And, and uh, I, well, I, yes. What, what has Chris Rock done that's bad? What? Uh, well, let's see. What was that movie? Uh, fuck. I can't. I, I, you can't name see. He's top five. That movie was shit. Top five was not bad. It got a lot more hype than it should have got, but it wasn't a bad movie. It's shit. And, he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> um, but, excuse me, but... Um, We're digressing again. I'm not digressing. Yo, Fuck Chris Rock. Stop digressing with your hypocrisy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it just... I, I think Dogma really talking about hypocrisy really points a finger at... I believe at me as, I a, believe. as a Catholic raised kid and said you know everything not everything is has to be as fucking square as people teach you there are things that can be outside of the box and you can use your own fucking brain and a gray zone shit. you know like and also you can you can figure shit out like, your own interpretations of things exactly and then if you if you really think jesus christ was a white dude with blonde hair or whatever the fuck they pin as in every fucking church in the world you're stupid do you know what I think Jesus Christ is? No. Juana's mourner sets? No, that's God. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Um, but, but, you Not know, to me. To take a guy, <laughs> to take a guy. You said I could have it do whatever I want to, and then you just uh, automatically shoot me down. No, I didn't, but, I mean, but she plays God in the movie. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Whatever. To, to take, to take things like that and put them in perspective for you where you can say, listen, there, there are truths and there are things the way people teach you shit. And just take the truth and run with it. Run. You, I think you. I think that movie taught me a lot, and I absolutely laughed my ass off. Alan Rickman is massively perfect. As a matter of fact, I wrote Kevin Smith a note once about a dogma sequel. You said I love you. Uh, I said that, but I also said I'll do anything for you. That didn't say that. And he underlined anything a few <laughs> times. <laughs> but I did write in my note, thinking like, "Hey, man, I have this idea for a sequel to Dogma." where Bethany's daughter uh, is the last scion because she wasn't supposed to be the last scion, Bethany, and then she had a daughter uh, in the end of the movie. 
and now she really is the, the last order. And it's a movie where God is coming to, not God, uh, Satan is coming to kill her. Also played by Alanis Morissette. Also played by <laughs> But it, it, it would have been so much fun to have like that that kind. I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying it would have been fun because I think it would have been fun. <laughs> it's not saying that it really would have been fun. But if he would have written it with the same gusto that he wrote that Dogma, and the movie would have been called The Last Science. But then Alan Rickman died, and I kind of felt like, oh, this sucks. You can have Dogma. You can't have Dogma without him. Alan Rickman. It just it sucks. It sucks. Um, yeah, man. There it is. There it is. That's Sixto's list. Um, why don't you go over your, your top ten, your top ten, your when, top five so what's far. What's your number six? Oh, yeah, my number six. <laughs> my number six is going to end with a comedy, which is also an underrated comedy that was one of my favorite movies ever. Well, does it make the list? It made the list at number six. <laughs> And I actually think it should be higher, but the way I'm trying to organize my list, this one's going to come in at number six. It is Grandma's Boy. Grandma's Boy is one of the funniest movies ever. I'm not judging you by it because I've never seen it. It's because between you and Joe and my nephew, you won't leave me the fuck alone to watch this you movie. Should, it's one of the funniest movies <laughs> ever. I still haven't seen it. I remember it came out like, I don't know, like, I want to say close to 15 years ago now. Um, yeah. It has to be I saw it on opening night. I got really drunk in the parking lot and we walked in and it was me and the girl I was dating and two other couples in the entire theater for like a Friday movie at like 9 o'clock on opening night. 10 years old, So you knew... At that point, this was going to be a great movie. Um, it's got one of my favorite comedians ever, Nick Swartzen, who writes all the funny things you see that is done by Adam Sandler is written by Nick Swartzen. Yeah. Um, it also has Jonah Hill before Jonah Hill was a, a superstar. Jonah Hill literally sucks on a fake tit for an hour of this movie. <laughs> One hour of this movie, it's just him on the couch sucking on a fake tit from some stripper who came to the party. Um, but it's about um, a guy who works at a video game testing place, um, and he lived with a roommate who had a gambling and uh, stripper addiction, and he was paying him, he was giving his rent money to his roommate who was supposed to be playing the landlord. But he was spending all the money on strippers and gambling. So they got evicted from their house and he had no money. So he had to go move in with his grandma. Hence the name Grandma's Boy. Um, and then his grandma has a big party and his grandma finds his weed but doesn't know it's weed and puts it in tea. So his grandma's all stoned and all the old ladies at the house are all stoned. And uh, kooky events <laughs> happen afterwards. Um, yeah, and the, the, you know, there's a there's an evil guy who's trying to steal his video game, and he has to fight for his video game. That's uh, you know, the story behind the story in the movie. But the entire movie is hilarious. Um, I would quote it more often if more people have seen it and would understand what I was saying. But if you ask my wife or my friends, they would tell you that I would quote this movie all day. If you haven't seen it, get on Hulu or Netflix. I'm sure it's in one of these places. 
watch Grandma's Boy. It's only like an hour and 40 minutes. If you happen to uh, use some uh, enhancements to find things funny, I would suggest using those before watching the movie because uh, it would make it just that much better. Um, you know, it's a stoner movie. It's, it's a classic if you judge movies like I judge them. And if you, if you love... Um, if you liked Animal House, which is... I do. Most people enjoy Animal House. It's very similar to Animal House. It's a small conflict that the entire movie is based on, but it's really just about the giant party at the end of the movie. Right. Um, so, <clears throat> watch it. it. It's all of Adam Sandler's crew besides Adam Sandler. So all those, good. so all those people you see in all the Adam Sandler movies that are the, the back players and have all the minor roles, they're the stars of this movie. That's why this is the best Adam Sandler movie. Mm -hmm. Nick, did he write it? Did he write it? I don't think any part of it. Nick Swartzen did most of it. Oh. Uh, if you don't know Nick Swartzen, look up Nick Swartzen. Find his stuff. Uh, you'll love everything he does. And I love him. You want to send him a note? I love Nick Swartzen. Well, now that you have the microphone in your mouth, maybe you should ask If Nick Swartzen is listening to this... He's sucking on the microphone. I will do anything. Yeah. Anything. Don't lick the microphone. It's disgusting. Anything. Um, so, well, why don't you just review... We'll do a half halfway review um, of our top list so far. So, why don't you so go over had, what you did. Uh, I started with a little uh, tombstone. Tombstone. I uh, went to a little space balls for a little comedy. Space balls. Which I love. Watch um, out! Watch out! I jumped to Jackie Brown for the Jackie movie. Brown. Most he jumped right to it. He didn't. He wouldn't sit. No. Once Jackie Brown came up, he jumped. Yeah, I jumped on it. That's, uh, he didn't want. He didn't want me to steal that one. Well, then so I he went jumped to the on. Creepily weird nightmare for Christmas, only because I made it creepily. <laughs> he made it creepy. And I'm never going to look at his girlfriend the same again. Oh, come on. I'm sorry, but once I find out what you're into, I'm going to be like, oh, so that's what you're doing tonight, huh? No. I'm going to come to your house and see needles with thread on the floor and be like, oh, someone had a wild that's night. funny because she does have this. <laughs> I'm sure she does. Oh, you guys wouldn't be as happy as you were if there wasn't some needle and thread action Anyways, going on. And I, I, <laughs> I need stitches, baby. Yeah, I, I, I stop it. I ended up with Doc Mark. Dogma. Which, or dog, dog, dogma. Which, uh... How you say it in Long Island? You call it dogma. <laughs> it's, uh... I don't know. One of my... Well, it's almost top five. Almost top five. five. On, the, on the cusp. Yeah, yeah. So my, my top ten movies will be revealed next week. But my top bottom five, I started with Remember the Titans, um, which is a... A classic film about race, which always gets me right where it matters. Then I went to a comedy, and I went to Austin Powers, which is uh, my, my, one of my favorite parody comedies. I, I juggle between Austin Powers and Spaceballs. I didn't want to have two parodies, but I went with Austin Powers. Um, then I jumped to the cold classic UHF, which if you haven't seen, I beg you to go and find it and watch it. I'm sure it's somewhere. I haven't seen that movie in 20 years. Too. Then I went to the documentary <laughs> biopic based on actual events 
fiction movie. That comes from the book, the Howard Stern documentary, Private Parts. Um, and then I finished off with one of the greatest comedies that ever faced the earth, created um, by Nick Swanson, <clears throat> Grandma's Boy. Uh, actually, uh, uh, what's the guy that created all those spy movies uh, and books? He writes all the books like Hunt for Red October and all that. Um, I know his name. I can't think of it, but so only if you had some kind of device where yeah, if you type this in, it would it would tell you um, the answer of it. Like I don't know, it would probably have to have some silly name like yeah. like you phone or Google or I'm gonna Google it or I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy. Tom okay, I just knew that. It came off the top of my head. No, right, right, right. Top of my head. Sorry, right, right. right there. Uh, Tom Clancy. Clancy. Mm. Actually. Makes video games. Love Dogma, too. I think he's dead. Dogma? Yeah. I think he is dead. Yeah, he loved Dogma. He had a whole conversation with Kevin Spence about how much he loved the movie. <laughs> Which is weird as fuck. But, uh... He also loved, uh, Grandma's he, Boy. He did not. He had a whole conversation with Nick Swartzen about Grandma's Boy. <laughs> Oh, he never talked to me twice. He did. Don't be jealous. I'm telling you, Tom Clancy was all about it. He wanted to star in it. And he was like, <laughs> Tom Clancy, you ain't funny. You know, it's very funny. You ain't funny. It's very funny. Uh, Joe, who is another one of our friends, uh, he, he talked to me about Grandma's Post because I was talking about Don't Mess, don't mess With the Zohan. Don't Mess With the Zohan. Which I actually love. He would have probably made... Well, it's probably if you like, love Zohan... You will go batshit for Grandma's said. Boy. But then there's too much pressure. Everybody's just telling me to do something, and I'm a little bit of a rebel. I just I don't like to do. The only the only do. little problem about seeing Grandma's Boy for the first time, it's a little dated because it came out like yeah. ten years ago. Yeah. So technology and things were a little different. So the jokes they make, you know, follow that a little bit. So it's a little dated um, from then till now. But either way, still. Hilarious. Uh, how long? How long? How long have we been talking? You know? We got. We we're good. We're good on time. But I want to know how long. So I know how long. We've been talking for forty-five minutes. Well, that's great, dude. It's almost an hour. It's fantastic. It's almost an hour. We like to keep our shows about an hour because, um, because through, nobody wants to hear both our voices. Through testing, nobody could stand our voices for more than an hour. <laughs> I don't think anybody can stand my voice for more than ten minutes. I can't. That's why you have to cut in every every time. Yeah, that's why my headphones are mute. <laughs> um, well, I, I, we I, have a special surprise. Let, let's talk about um, our special surprise for our bottom after our bottom fives, or I like to call them our power bottom fives. Power bottom. Yeah, man. Like you know, the bottoms that we try really hard. <laughs> like like like. Honorable mentions, like movies that should have made the list but just missed it? No, but I mean, not, not at all. Uh, uh, and I don't know what you're talking about. I'm saying we did our bottom part of our top ten. We did. But that's the power bottom, because they're so strong. They're such good movies. It's like, a, you know... It's, it's they're like, not. They're, they're weaker movies. They're, they're movies that should have made the top five but couldn't exactly get there. Like, we're pretty good, but we're, we're not the best. We're not the best. Uh, like, if you saw me in a video store next to one of the top five, <laughs> I would lose every time. Anyways, uh, but I, I think we should end talking about 
this year that's ending because this will, this is our year ender. This is the year ender, and since the year is ending, we should talk about the end of the year. Right. Let's talk about With our special surprise bonus movie selection, <laughs> our favorite movie of 2016, and to announce his favorite movie, here he is, Six Toe. What do you got there, Toe? Uh, I actually saw a lot of fucking movies. A lot. And uh, the one movie that I liked the most, I can't tell you why. But this, this is what we do here. We tell people why. The Nice Guys. The Nice Guys. Yeah, man. So The Nice Guys is better than both Star Wars. Better. I... Hear it here first. <laughs> nice. If you got one movie to say... See nice guys. Well, it's not that there. It's not. It's there actually. It's not better. It's better. It's not. I just like it was a, a very fresh cup of cold water on a hot day. It was very refreshing to see that. Movie. Unlike Star Wars, with the uh, exact same cup of water you had forty uh, years ago. That last Star Wars was not. I even, like I haven't seen Rogue One yet. Movie. Well, anyways, the nice guys was uh, a very fun. Mass, it really felt like an 80s movie that should have been made in the 80s. I think that was the point, right? And I think that was the point, and whoever did it did a perfect fucking job at getting it done. Do I dare call it nice? It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was very nice to see. Um, and it was a fun movie, dude, I tell you. It, it, it just, I loved it. I loved every second of it. He loved it. I love it. All right. A movie that I also loved for 2016... And it wasn't exactly the best movie of 2016. It wasn't the most uh, powerful movie of 2016. It was just the movie that I thought was the most fun. Since 2016 was such an awful year all around that I wanted to pick a real fun movie. So I picked the animated movie from Seth Rogen, Sausage Party. Sausage? Sausage party. I think, I think you talked about another movie, because the one that can be called Sausage party. And I pop my peas when I talk, <laughs> which is not good for radio. No. But I'm working on popping my peas. Okay. Um, but Sausage Party, <laughs> it, was, it was the most ridiculous off-the-wall movie of the entire year. Um, the, the previews do not do it justice, because a lot of things they do, they cannot show in a preview. It was... Extremely R-rated, extremely crude and insensitive, and makes fun of anyone and everyone, and it makes these characters of food, especially at the end. At the end, I don't want to give it too much away, but I will. So if you haven't seen it, <laughs> you may want to pause it now. But spoil alert, there's a giant food orgy at the end of the movie. Of all the characters and just the way the food sound and what they do to have an orgy. It's just, it's crazy. And to, it, it takes a twisted mind to sit down and describe how, you know, a banana would have sex with an orange or some shit. And it's just, it, it's a crazy movie. You should definitely watch it. Um, if you like raunchy, crude, Seth Rogen movies, you will definitely like this one. Um, so, for my 2016 movie of the year, not Star Wars, but Sausage Party. Well, surprisingly, mine wasn't Star Wars either, even though I love them both incredibly much. But I think that when I looked at the list of the movies that came out this, this year, 
I think, isn't Star Wars 2015? No. Oh, maybe. I think it was. Yeah. But there's a new, there's a new one that came out last week, man. Yeah, no. I'm just saying. I think the other one was 2015 anyway. Oh, that's true. I, but uh, what I was going to get at is, when I looked at the whole list of movies, that movie just jumped at me as something that I was like, oh, I was so glad I saw that. And I can wait for 32 sequels. I also I also can't wait for them to turn it into a good TV show. Oh, boo. Oh, come on. Boo. All right, so we got about five minutes left in our show today. Do you want to give any hints about your top five? Yeah, I, I would say this. Uh, <clears throat> my uh, my top five has a lot of <laughs> movies, and uh, but it's it's when I feel a little bit more artsy about it. Even though it's not that's not why I love some of these movies, because my top movie is like super like oh every film. Every film student in the world has seen this. Yeah, I have one and, movie like that on my list. And it's not Citizen Kane, but it's a movie that I absolutely, entirely fucking love. And I, I can't wait to get to it. Yeah, I have one movie that's it's an epic film. It's my only epic film on my list. It's which was a right in our backyard type of movie. I have um, a, another movie that was a, a great 90s movie that's also quoted often. I have an 80s comedy that I love. I have a Will Ferrell movie. Like, you'll have to see which one when you get back. And uh, one with the, in my opinion, the greatest American actor there is. Charlton Heston. But I am the only <laughs> one with this opinion. I don't even think Clean the actor Eastwood. himself feels this way. <laughs> it's a Clean Eastwood. It's not. But, but it's not the greatest actor. <laughs> I have mentioned him on the show before. Oh, wow. So if you go back and listen to our archive, maybe you can figure it out. Our archive of four shows. Maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, man. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, two friends in a movie with six toe and Matt. With Matt and six toe. <laughs> I mean, that just sounds a lot better. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you six toe first is such a strong name. It's not. People are like, who? What yeah. was that? <laughs> we went over this. They're going to think it's a Spanish show and they're going to turn it off. Anyways, so like uh, I don't speak Spanish. I can't listen to this. Uh, whatever. Uh, have a have a very happy new year. What is um, this going to be? Uh, um, what was that that movie? The Alamo. <laughs> the, <laughs> people don't people want to hear that shit. Oh great! They um, want to hear a real Long Island to talk about dogma. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what people want. That's what they want. The, the, the research has been done. Yeah, by whom? By me. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, man, um, it, it have a very wonderful 2016 fucking Yeah. We and had a horrible president-elect. We had massive amount of, of people, that, famous people that passed away that had an effect on everybody. I think that uh, 2016 also took away some, some close people in our lives and shit like that. And I think that it has to fucking go. I'm just, I'm ready for 2017 to be good. The best part of 2017 is going to be a bi-weekly dosage of two friends in a movie yeah. with Matt and Sixto <laughs> right. for at least January. For at least January. And then we'll see how it goes after that. But thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed part one of our top ten movies of all time. Um, come back in a week or so. We're going to do part two. Uh, we'll get our top five movies of all time. We'll make fun of Sixto and his hypocrisy. 
Um, I make fun of your fucking movie picks. Yeah, my movie picks are the bomb, son. Don't say bomb, man. The bombs. What? Yo, I told you about the man already. He don't bother me. <laughs> so to end on a on a happy note. Yes. I love you. You love me. We're a happy family. Let's get <laughs> a sewn kid out. Okay. And have some fun. <laughs> All right, man. Good night. Good night.